0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Back Pocket Topics. I'm Cooper. And I'm Scott. Um, and today, we're going to be giving you guys a little state of the NFL episode um, ahead of Week 11's regular season matchups.
1: Yeah, we're going to go through some of the better teams in the NFL, talking about if we're, they're contenders or pretenders, and then going through our award predictions at the moment and like what we think is going to end up happening um, in that case. And, yeah, Cooper, I'll let you uh, start us off.
0: Yeah, so um, how this is going to work, I'm just going to call out um, a random NFL team, and then me and Scott are both going to discuss whether we believe they're contenders or pretenders. So I'm going to start with, um, atop the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. You can start, Scott.
1: Um, I think that the Eagles are, or not, not the Eagles, the Vikings are contenders, Because simply because I think their offense is so explosive. I think Kevin O'Connell has come in there and made that Vikings offense one of the best offenses, most explosive offenses in the the NFL, and brought in this scheme that we saw he had a lot of success with with the Rams last year, ended up leading the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And now bringing that into Minnesota, we've seen the success and how much different this Vikings team looks without um, Mike Zimmer and having um and having Kevin O'Connell instead. So I think that the I think I don't think they're like the top two, top three favorites, but I think they definitely are contenders and they're are one of the best teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um they're definitely a contender in my eyes. Um for a lot of the reasons that you just mentioned. And despite the fact that they're like I mean I root for the Bears. They're part of the NFC North, like they're supposed to be my rivals, I guess. I think it'd be a pretty cool storyline also to see guys like Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, like veterans that haven't really won anything, get there. Kirk Cousins finally proves everyone wrong that he can win games that aren't at uh, noon. Um, And obviously the emergence of Justin Jefferson has been something that's really, really cool to watch as a fan. And I mean, within these past like two years, he's been able to just skyrocket his way up the wide receiver rankings. And I do think that That offense, I mean, the defense has been playing well, too. um, But I think that that explosive offense, like you mentioned, like Kirk, Jefferson, Devin Cook, I mean, Adam Thielen, Hawkinson, all of them, I think that they combine for a pretty lethal um, offensive attack. That's definitely good enough to win a Super Bowl.
1: And also something that I was just talking about with a friend earlier today, actually. We were just talking about Odell. And, like, imagine if Odell went to the Vikings, dude. He has that connection with Kevin O'Connell. The Vikings going out and getting TJ Hawkinson shows that they're willing to make moves and are going and like they're all in on this year and they want to make this offense as good as possible. And like, imagine how good this Vikings offense, how explosive this offense could be if they just add Odell. They'll be unstoppable. There's going to be no team that's going to be able to stand up
0: to them. That that LSU connection with him and Jefferson too. Yeah, you never know. You never know. (laughs) Um, moving on, let's switch over to the AFC. And this is a team that I've gone back and forth in my head about. Um, but I'll let you start uh, with the Tennessee Titans.
1: Um, I personally think that the Titans are pretenders. I don't think that they're going to win anything with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I don't think their defense has been fine, but I don't think it's been like incredible. And then their offense, they don't really have many receiving options. Ryan Tannehill just... Back they're handing it off to Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry hasn't quite been what he has been in years past. And I just I just think that they scream first round exit, second round exit. I don't think that they're anything special this year, if I'm being completely honest. So I think they're pretty easily a pretender.
0: Yeah, um and for me personally I agree with you, but for some reason there's always something in the back of my mind. Like they have Derrick Henry. It's not easy to stop someone like that. But they've been trying to do the same thing, just feed him the ball with poor quarterback play and no real production from the passing game, like whatsoever for like the past, I don't know, four years, however long it's been. And it just doesn't work. And it's just one of those situations where like, if you know that what you're doing isn't working, just stop trying. Like they, they went out and they traded away AJ Brown, who was their only, the only notable member of that um, air attack for the Titans. And to start the season, I mean, they started off, like, pretty atrocious. I think they were 0-3 to start, maybe 1-2, and something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it looked like the AFC South was just an absolute shambles. And now they have worked their way to a 6-3 and record. I just, I, th- They're just not good enough to really win in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to lose tonight as we record it. It's Thursday, the 17th. They play the Packers tonight. They're probably going to lose tonight yeah. because Christian Watson's going to go off for five touchdowns again, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that after practice today. But, yeah. Sure. Um, let's move on to the next team, Cooper. Um, I'll, I'll choose a team this time. And All right, go start. for it. Um, I'll let you talk about your favorite team in the NFL right now, apart from the Chicago Bears, the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Yeah, Um. so this is my one big claim to fame. Before Before the season started, I was here. I was talking. Talking, 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 talking up the Philadelphia Eagles, and my guy Jalen Hurts, and you know Scott. Scott was a doubter. He was a hater. He didn't believe in Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't say you didn't believe in the Eagles, but you didn't think they were as good as I thought they were. Um, but now I I feel like they've they've proven that they're a very very talented team on both sides of the ball. Um, I do think that they're Super Bowl contenders. However. One thing that I'm a little, like, cautious about is, I mean, obviously they did just lose to the commanders last week. Um, But, like, it's hard to hold that sort of game against a team because, like, I don't know, I feel like when it's a division game and your division rival is coming to your home stadium as 10-point underdogs, they just play super vicious and, like, They want to do anything they can to win and compete. And there's a lot of pressure on the Eagles because they're this undefeated team and everyone's talking about, oh, when are they going to lose all that? I know that just sounds like excuses. Um, But overall, I do think that the Eagles record might be a little inflated due to the the competition that they've played. Um, They've had some lucky wins. They've had some close matches with some not so worthy opponents. However... Uh, I do think that Jalen Hurts is, I don't want to say, yeah, I, I think breakout's fair. His breakout oh. as a, a elite quarterback in this league um, has been something that showed that with that, like, star-studded defense, too, that they can be real Super Bowl contenders.
1: Yeah, I think part of the reason for the struggles um, against the commanders was Jordan Davis was out, so they were just able to run all over them. And they've shown that. Um, because without Jordan Davis, their running rush, uh, running defense hasn't been too great. But now they have they brought in a couple of, a couple of names. I think it was Linval Joseph and um, the Domkin Sioux. So who knows how good they are? But at least that's right. showing that they're willing to try to fix the holes on their defense. And at least until Jordan Davis comes back, I'm not sure when that's going to be. But I don't think it's going to be too long. Um, they have a couple of band aids, a couple of veteran band aids who've been in this situation before, and then. Also on the offensive side of the ball, A.J. Brown was dealing with injuries and I don't know, not to give them excuses, like you said, but they definitely have, were like, n- no team's going to go undefeated. Really? Like there's a reason it hasn't been done in like literal decades. Like I think with the Dolphins or something. 50,
0: 50 years. Oh, it's the 50th anniversary. I think. Cause that was 72.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're gonna, this, this reason every, every given, any given Sunday is a popular saying it's because Any given Sunday, anything can happen. So just because they lost to the commanders, I don't think that this, their season's not over, like they're not screwed or whatever, but they're still a contender in my eyes, but maybe I would still favor another team coming out of the AFC more than them. That's fair.
0: Uh, Do you want to give me, do you want to give me an AFC team? I'll start, make it fair.
1: Sure. Um... Talk about a team that's had its struggles recently, but I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna keep it pretty, pretty simple. Um, they're still Super Bowl contenders. I mean, I think the two top dogs in the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl are the Chiefs and Bills, still, in my opinion. And it's hard to hold anything in these past couple weeks against them because Josh Allen has been dealing with injuries. And because like, that might throw off the flow of their offensive game overall, their their loss last week, or yeah, last week to the Vikings. Um, I don't want to call it a fluke because the Vikings are like a really really good team, but there was just a series of like extremely unfortunate events for the Bills. I mean, how many times out of ten does Justin Jefferson come down with that that catch on fourth and eighteen to keep the Vikings' hopes alive?
1: The answer is closer to zero than it is one out of 10. Right,
0: exactly. And then that that fumble with Josh Allen on the goal line, all that stuff, um, really unfortunate. I mean, the Vikings, I do believe, like, they're, still, they're a good team. Like, they can go in and compete with the Bills. Obviously, they can. They won the game. But I do think people are panicking on the Bills way too much than they should be. And I still think that they're, I don't want to say my favorite overall, but they're up there.
1: Uh, just just gonna give it out there. The Bills are no longer my number one team. I think that it goes. Um, Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL. The Bills are the number two, in my opinion. And then Eagles are probably number three. I think that's how okay. I would, how I would put it right now. And I think that the Bills, like the main reason why I have the Bills below the Chiefs is because I just think the Bills are just a lot less consistent. Like Josh Allen right now has been throwing some stupid passes, and he's been he's been dealing with stuff. Yeah, but. Some of his breeds are just, he looks a little, a tick slow there out on the field, like going through his breeds, obviously not as a, runner. as a runner. He's going to be incredible regardless. But like, um, I don't know. I just think that they, he has a little bit more, um, there's a little bit more um, variability to how the um, the Bills play compared to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have been there before. They're going to keep keep getting there. And I think that even though they lost Tyreek Kill, they're proving that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And now they have Kadiris, Tony and is Tony, his first first game really in the lineup where they actually, like, tried to get him involved in the offense, he produced very well and have has Travis Kelsey raving about him on their on his podcast. So, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, moving on, I think I'll, I'll segue us into – and I'll start off a team that I think is right on the Bills' tail, um, for being like one of the top contenders in the AFC, in my opinion, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Um, I know Tua Tagovailoa gets a lot, a lot of hate, especially coming into this season. He got a lot of hate um, for maybe his arm strength and his just, oh, just his overall skill as a passer in general. Um, but I think that this season he's proven that he can be a competent quarterback on a championship contending team. I mean, obviously it helps when you have the best wide receiver in football uh, to throw to along with Jalen Waddell um, and Mike Kosicki. And just an overall, uh, I mean, I would say he's a pretty pretty special coach, uh, Mike McDaniels. Um, Yeah, I mean, something about this Dolphins team, in my opinion, just like feels special. And I don't know exactly why I mean, maybe it could have to do with Tua, like, seizing on the ground after getting hit in the head and then coming being able to come back. Um, I don't know. I, I, their defense is good, too. Their offense, I don't know. I feel like the Dolphins are contenders.
1: I think the Dolphins are in that same picture with the Vikings. I think that they definitely are contenders, but they're just a little bit of a lower-level contender. Like, yeah. I'd, like, I'd be surprised if they – make it out of the AFC with how tough it is with teams like the, like the bills, like the chiefs, even if you want to throw in like the Ravens or something, I don't know. Um, Like it's like, I I think it'd be hard. Whoever comes out of the AFC or really the NFC too, but especially the AFC in my opinion, um, it's just really impressive. So like, honestly, I'm I'm expecting it to be a team that's been, that's been there before and done it like the, and has the experience like the chiefs, but the Dolphins are still an incredible team. They're definitely a real team. They're not like some, they're not a pretender, 100% not. Like this offense is like Mike McDaniel has crafted a perfect offense and is uh, for the the weapons that they, that they have. And like, there's a reason why Tua has gone from a quote unquote bomb bust to a top 12, 13 quarterback in in football this this year. And Mike McDaniel scheming up, scheming open, like crossing routes, scheming up, all this stuff is actually a major contributor to that. But I think that the Dolphins are a contender, but just a little bit of a lower-level contender, kind of like the Vikings. Yeah, I would say that's fair. Okay, do you want to go do one more team? I just quickly mentioned them. Do you want, uh, let's just go with the uh, Ravens, maybe. Sure. Yeah, so I'll you talk about them first.
0: Um, yeah, so, I mean, right now the Ravens are sitting at a record of six and three. Um, I think that, I don't know, I feel like they're really borderline for me because there's, they have some weeks where they come out and Lamar is like some superhuman going for like 275 passing yards, 150 rushing yards, like totally for like five touchdowns among like the ground and through the air but there's some weeks where they, they come out and their offense just looks like flat, like nothing is happening whatsoever. Um, I like that they went out and they moved to be competitive. They went out and traded for Roquan Smith. Um, who's someone that could really bolster their defense up. I guess that's the right move to do. If you think that you're like a full-on contender. I, I'm not, I'm not sure if they are though. Like, When Lamar plays at his best and the offense is clicking, they look like one of the top teams in football. But they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, Rashad Bateman's out for the year. Uh, Mark Andrews has been pretty banged up. And if the offense just can't get it going like they haven't been able to these past few weeks, I just don't – no matter how good your defense is, you just
1: can't score enough points to hang around with the Chiefs and Bills and Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna just echo everything you just said. I think that they're a really good team, they're one of the better teams in, in football. But I just don't really see a way that they come out of the AFC as a true Super Bowl contender because of the other teams that they have. And I'm just gonna keep that brief because I kind of forgot. We should probably mention the seven and two New York Giants.
0: I was ex- I was just about
1: to say that. Yeah, I kind of forgot about them. But yeah. I think that in the grand scheme of things, they're pretenders simply yep. because they you have Daniel Jones. Yep. the overall talent on your roster is not Super Bowl worthy. Like props to Brian Dable, props to Saquon for playing well, like props to this whole Giants team. But like if you're being completely honest, (laughs) are they Super Bowl contenders? No. No, they're not.
0: Yeah, and it would be cool to see, you know, um, a relatively young quarterback. Uh, I mean, Saquon just came back from a major injury. First year head coach. It would be a great Cinderella run if they somehow manage to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll make the playoffs. If they somehow make a run, that's great. It just won't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with that, maybe we should move on to some of our award predictions thus far. Um, and we'll try to keep, keep it a little brief, maybe give a little bit of background, but nothing, nothing too heavy.
1: Yeah, so let's start off with the mvp award and we both have the same mvp at this point. Yeah. I originally had Josh Allen but after the so first couple, the last couple of weeks that he like hasn't been performing like up to up to snuff let's just say um <laughs> I got Patrick Mahomes as the mvp of the nfl this season.
0: Yeah. Um I wholeheartedly agree. Um thus far he's just looked like in my opinion the best player in football. And I've been arguing with you since the beginning of the season that Mahomes was still better than Allen. Um, and I've been I've been saying that. And people, I guess it's f- it's fair to say that like people have been maybe not forgetting about Mahomes, but they've just been so like accustomed to how good he is that like you kind of forget about it. Like you see Mahomes do these crazy things and like throw for like almost 400 passing yards and like three touchdowns you're just like oh yeah no big deal like it's just Patrick Mahomes but like that's something that should be appreciated and I feel like in general sports fans don't really appreciate greatness enough which is something I'm trying to do better with um
1: LeBron James so (laughs) um going back to that Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes who's the best quarterback in football debate I will stand by the take that when both quarterbacks are at their best, Josh Allen is – Josh Allen clears. Josh Allen is the best quarterback in football when they're both at their best. But Patrick Mahomes is a lot more consistent, so I think he still has the crown. I will say that. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes is my MVP this year, so I think we can move on to the Offensive Player of the Year. And we this is the last award that we both still have the same guy. And yeah. – it's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is leading the NFL in receiving yards. He's completely transformed this um uh Miami offense along with Mike McDaniel and his speed, his ability with the ball in his hands, it's it's unparalleled like pretty much in NFL history. So I think that it's pretty obvious that he should be the offensive player of the year right now, at least if it doesn't go to a quarterback, which I don't think it will. Man. It's probably between him and Justin Jefferson really. It depends on who probably gets ends ends the season with uh, more receiving yards and more just more production. But over but I think that's gonna be Tyreek Hill.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, at this point I feel like it's pretty chalk and like I mentioned before, best wide receiver in football. So agreed. Um we can move on to defensive player of the year. Uh if you want to start with your prediction.
1: Sure. Like, the best player of the year, I think, is kind of up in the air right now. We don't have someone who's running away with it like we have in years past, or at least, like, a top two, like, like whatever. But, like, last year, T.J. Watt broke the sack record. It looked like he was going in, like, insane production. But this year, like, there's a lot of guys who are playing really well, like, really good football, and are going to have, like, crazy statistical seasons. But there's not, like, one guy who's running away with it. And I thought about Micah Parsons, but I think I'm gonna go with Nick Bosa here, simply because I think the 49ers defense has been a little bit better this season overall than the Cowboys has. Plus he's slightly edging out Micah Parsons in both pressures and sacks. I think um Nick Bosa's at 45 pressures with nine sacks, and I believe Micah Parsons is at forty pressures with eight sacks, who I believe the same amount of games, and they both are um they both have twenty-three stops on the year correctly PFF. And I think that Nick Bosa, along with the fact that the 49ers defense has been a little bit better that that's why I'm choosing Nick Bosa, but I wouldn't be mad if you want Michael Parsons because of his versatility, because of his ability to play, like just get tackles on the field, his speed, his like everything. I wouldn't be mad at Nick Bosa. I wouldn't even be mad at like, there's a lot of guys. I wouldn't be mad at like Matthew Judon, I believe is leading the league in sacks by a solid margin. So like, I wouldn't be mad at any, at any of that. And I think the Defensive Player of the Year award is up in the air right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm My prediction is actually Micah Parsons, and you mentioned his versatility, how he can play all over the field, um, and that he does have similar stats uh, to your guy, Nick Bosa. But what I think uh, sort of sets Parsons apart is that he obviously is, like, the best player, the anchor of this Dallas Cowboys defense. And without him... I don't think that the Cowboys would have this 6-3 and three record because he and this Cowboys defense was able to like keep them in games while Zach Prescott was battling his injuries um, and Cooper Rush had to come in and start. So for that reason, I just feel like Parsons has been uh, not, not more valuable, but, yeah, I, that's fair, More maybe more valuable um, to his team's success than Bosa.
1: Yeah, I can get behind that. That's a really good argument about how well he played when um Cooper Rush was in and how much he had to carry the build right. of the entire offense. Uh, of the entire team. So Yeah. That's a very that's a fair point. Um should we move
0: on to offensive rookie of the year?
1: Uh yeah, sure. I'll let you start us off with this
0: one. Uh so my pick, I actually had this pick um before the season started in our preview episode, which might be my only correct pick for all the awards. Um, but I've got Damian Pierce uh, running back for the Houston Texans. Um, I mean, there's not much that has to be said. He's a he's a machine when it comes to breaking tackles. He's got 772 rushing yards on a year. Um, he's pretty much the entire Houston Texans offense. Yeah, I mean, enough said. He's looked pretty dominant. And yeah, that trio of him... Kenneth Walker and uh, Brees Hall looks like they can be the future of elite running backs in the NFL.
1: 100%. All of them probably going to be top, going to be first round picks, second round picks in fantasy football next year. And it's going to be, the the NFL is loaded with talent and it's going to be fun. Very fun to watch. Um, Yeah. I think I'm going to also have Damian Pierce. I know I said that it was the last one that we were agreeing on, but it's either Damian Pierce or um, Kenneth Walker for me and just, Damian, like, Kenneth Walker, I think, has been a little bit more impressive, like, when he's actually played. But just Damian Pierce's counting stats have – like, Damian Pierce has been nearly as impressive, if not equally as impressive. And – um, well, but Damian Pierce's counting stats are just a lot better. So, therefore, he's going to look a little bit better in the eyes of the awards voters. So, um, that's why I'm going to have Damian Pierce as my uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. But, yeah, moving on to Defensive Rookie of the Year – um. I'll let you start us off again.
0: Uh, so, at Defensive Rookie of the Year right now, I've got uh, Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner. And not just because he's a sick name and he's just like a, an overall dog. He was wearing like the cheese head uh, yeah, when him. the Jets beat the Packers. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, just to throw some stats at you uh, Sauce has allowed seven yards total the whole season uh, when lined up in man coverage, which is the first among all cornerbacks. He's first in pass breakups, uh, third in passer rating allowed, fourth in com- completion percentage allowed. Uh, and that's among all cornerbacks. I mean, the Jets' defense has definitely showed out, and I think is the driving force of them having like a good record like they do, six and three. So it's definitely not Zach Wilson. And Sauce has had the task of going out there and guarding Jamar Chase, um, guys like Justin Jefferson, I don't, like just any – any team's like number one guy and he's done a pretty good job in handling them. So I'm gonna have to go with Sauce.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with agree with you there. I do think that Sauce Gardner is probably the defensive rookie of the year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Tariq Wollin because I think Tariq woolen has had an equally impressive year just in a different manner. Like he's been he's been a playmaker out there. He's got five interceptions on on five interceptions on the season. He's been locking up some incredible receivers such as Tom Brady. And um, I think that he's just an athletic freak and like his, his, at his size to have that much speed, foot speed and change of direction is like, it's really impressive. And I think that he's going to be the future of the cornerback position, honestly, along with Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertan. I think that the three of them are going to be top five, top seven corners. Um, every single season for the next decade. And it's yep. going to be a lot of fun to um, watch. So should
0: we move on to Comeback Player of the Year?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. All
0: right. Uh, I kind of hinted at this earlier. Um, I've got Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants, obviously. Uh, he came back from a pur- pretty serious injury uh, coming into this year, and he's pretty much carried the Giants offense uh, throughout the whole season. Um, and obviously we mentioned there's seven and two, uh, he's managed to come back from this injury and look just as explosive as he was his rookie year, um, which I think is really impressive. And in my opinion, he's looked like the best running back in the NFL, uh, 931 rushing yards, six touchdowns.
1: Pretty solid. Yeah. It, Saquon has been incredible and having him in two fantasy leagues has been very nice this year. Yes. Um but yeah, I think that I'm gonna go a different route with it. I'm gonna go with a player who has come com- who has showed up completely out of like out of nowhere he's been ri- he's been written off for his entire career since being dropped in the second round by the New York Jets He came right G- back He came't right back though yeah he he did and I have Geno Smith, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I think that Geno Smith, has performed like a top six, top seven quarterback in the NFL this year. He has, he's got literally everything you want in a franchise quarterback. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got physical traits. Like he's got an arm. He's got, and he's, he's got accuracy. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in football this year with a 73% completion percentage and a 79% adjusted completion percentage per PFF. And like, Geno Smith, also has been an incredibly, he's been incredibly good at going through his reads. He's been incredibly good at noticing like pressure and just like sensing pressures throughout. And he's made some of the best throws in the NFL of any quarterback this season. And I think that uh, Geno Smith is one of the main reasons why the Seahawks team like isn't one of the worst teams in football like we were expecting them to, to be. And they're actually one of the, uh, they're a pretty solid team this year. So they're leading the division. Exactly. Like, who would have thought that the Seahawks were leading the division with the 49ers, the Pants, and the Cardinals? Like, not me. Yeah, no, nobody did. Like, you know, <laughs> Smith is single handedly, not single handedly, because, like, Kenneth Walker, we already talked about, like, three other Seahawks True. players in this yeah. video with Kenneth Walker, <laughs> Toei Kwolin, but, like, right. he's definitely one of the main pieces of, For sure. of why this is that it's happening. Like, they 100% won that Russell Wilson trade without yeah. a doubt. Jeez, the Broncos. <laughs> he's,
0: I don't even want to don't even get me started on Russell Wilson that
1: has been all horrible. They're in shambles for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, Geno Smith has been incredible. I made a TikTok talking about why I think he's a one of, a top seven, top six quarterback in football, if you guys want to check that out. But yeah. Um in sports. Of course. But uh, let's move on to coach of the year. Um, I'll let you go first with coach of the
0: year. Uh, I got Brian Dable. Um, First-year head coach, comes into a situation with the New York Giants, doesn't have a ton of talent outside of Saquon Barkley. And I think it's it's Saquon and Dable's, like, mainly them two that are the driving, like, influences on this team being 7-2. and two. Um, I really think that Dable's been able to, like, Orchestrate his offensive scheme and play calling around Saquon's strengths has been able to play to Daniel Jones's strengths as well. Who, while he might not be like the most c- competent quarterback in the NFL, I think he's looked he's looked good enough this year, and he's definitely been good enough to get them to such a good record. And I think that's that's all Dable.
1: Yeah, I think it's a three man race for coach of the year. I think it's Brian Dable. I think it's Mike McDaniel, and I think it's Kevin O'Connell. And just because you talked about um, Brian like I might choose Brian Dable too, because obviously no one was expecting the Giants to do this. And, yeah. But I'm going to talk about Mike McDaniel simply because a lot of people had questions about the Dolphins going into the year too. Like, they were like, oh, um, Tyreek Hill's stupid for wanting out of um, Kansas City and going to Tua and then saying Tua's the best quarterback he's ever played (laughs) for. Like, oh, this this isn't going to work out. Tua's never going to be able to get him the ball down the field. Like, it's just so stupid. But then Mike McDaniel's able to come in and make this flawless offense and implement the Shanahan um, offense, like, and with a little bit of changes, of course. Right. And, like, get Tyreek Hill the ball in space, get him the ball on crossing routes, still get him the ball deep downfield, even with, like, and turn Tua from a bust to a great NFL quarterback. and. Right. Um, I think that he deserves a lot of credit for that. But I wouldn't be mad at any of those three names that I said before. But I think I'm gonna go with Mike McDaniel simply because I think the Dolphins are also a really fun team and I would anticipate that the Giants are gonna not are gonna have a worse record overall than the Dolphins will by the time the season's over, but who knows I guess. The Giants do have a better record now, so
0: Yeah. Um that's definitely fair. Uh I just feel like the only like the big differentiator is just like the talent that each coach has to work with and that's what makes stable season so special. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, but yeah, that, I do so. agree. If any of them, if any of them win it, I, uh, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that basically, uh, wraps up everything we had for today. Um, Scott's got to get off to a basketball practice. Um, yeah. I, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of back pocket topics. Um, sorry we haven't been, as active with posting, uh, lately, uh, I think it's been like three weeks, three and a half. I think it's, Some, it's been
1: two weeks actually. Two okay. Something, something
0: like that. But, um, you know, we're busy with college apps, sports, uh, school in general, just we're trying our best and we're going to be bringing you guys to more content.
1: Yeah. Especially as like winter break and Thanksgiving break and stuff are coming around. We're going to have school. So we'll be, we'll try to, we'll probably get a, a video out after the Thanksgiving games maybe. And, sure. um get a couple of like quick videos out during winter break as well. So for sure. Stay tuned for those.
0: Yeah. Um so thank you guys for watching. Uh have a good one.
1: Yep. See ya.